be back in the Lord's house this morning. Amen. Amen. Now, this being the month of July, we want to take a brief moment to recognize any July wedding anniversaries. You don't have to stand, but you can just lift up your hand. One in the back. July wedding. Okay. Amen. We got several in the month of July. Wedding anniversaries. Amen. What about birthdays? Any July? Where, where was it? Where are you going? Oh, hey, amen. All right. Okay, we got, uh, is it wedding anniversary or birthday? Amen. Okay, very good. And one in the back, amen. Birthday, right? July 19th, amen. Amen, very good. Yes, ma'am. All right, okay. In the back, yes, sir. July 8th? Amen, very good. Okay. July what? July 19th, same as over here. Amen. Born the same day, huh? Oh, Miss Trudy, she doesn't want to raise her hand, huh? Okay, well, what we're going to do at this time, before we begin worship, we're going to sing happy birthday to all of our July birthday people and also wish our July anniversaries a happy anniversary. Here we go. A happy birthday. opportunity. We want to make sure that uh, all the members of Central Park Baptist Church uh, greet those that you saw raise their hands and wish them a happy birthday or happy anniversary. Amen. Amen. At this time, we're going to worship. Amen. Amen. So if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing this opening hymn of hymn uh, 238, hymn 238. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, hymn 238. Ready? Ready? Hey, there we go. Someone turn the radio on. There we go. Hey, man. Yep, 238. This is the day. Sing along. Oh, this is the day.
Lord, we're so grateful to be in your church this morning, to serve you and to honor you, Lord. And this is your day. Lord, let us open our hearts and our minds to serve you and just be with the preacher and his word this morning. Lord, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. And as we continue to worship, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 255. Hymn 255, hymn 255. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. We should praise him. Amen. Praise him. Praise him. Hymn 255. Pray. 
Thank God for his goodness, amen. And I am thankful that he is a shelter in the time of storm just as well. So if you'll stand with us, please, and turn to hymn number 376. Let's sing that song, A Shelter in the Time of Storm. Amen. Amen. Hymn 376. Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We're awful glad that you're here. We want to thank you for being with us. It's good to have each and every visitor with us this morning. If you're a first-time visitor and you did not receive a visitor card, if you'll slip your hand up, our ushers are coming right now. I'm going to ask you to fill out that visitor card. At the end of the service, out in the foyer, there's a desk out there, and I'll stand behind that desk or that table. It says, welcome there, and I'll exchange that gift card. I'm sorry, I'll exchange that information card for a gift bag. We have a gift bag for you. We just want to give you something. And uh, uh, if you'll come over there, we'll get that to you. We're awful glad that you came. We're thrilled to have you. There's a lot of churches in America today, a lot of churches in Carrollton. Sometimes if you drive around the town, you'll get the impression that there may be one on every street corner. In some parts of town, there's two on every street corner. And uh, but so there's a lot of places to go, but you chose to be here with us this morning and we're thrilled to have you with us. Thank you so much for coming and welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. 
Y'all glad to be here. Say amen. amen. Man, we filled it up this much. Let's go ahead and fill it up the rest of the way. Amen. amen. That looks good today. Appreciate you being here this morning. I want to encourage you to please. Now, Brother Mark, what he meant to say about the gift cards is that Brother DeVito, not, not young Brother DeVito in the back, but Brother, De, Brother Elias' dad will give you a gift card today. Uh, for being here, so, uh, you know, I just, that, I, I just, you know, I felt like he wanted me to let you know that, amen, and uh, so just see him. No, but it's good to have everybody today, uh, and it's good to come to the Lord's house and enjoy one another, amen, and uh, I'm so thankful that you are here. Listen, I can't think of a better place to be, amen, and uh, the best crowd I've seen all day right here, amen, and uh, so let me encourage you. Uh, just enjoy uh, being in the Lord's presence today, and I want to encourage you as well. Let the Holy Spirit of God speak to your heart this morning, Amen. Amen. And uh, and we start our worship. We've already started in our singing, but we're going to receive an offering this morning, and this is also a part of worship. That's right. This is a part of worship in our giving, and so let me encourage you today to please give as unto the Lord. And may God bless you today as you give. Dear Father, I pray that you'd bless this offering. Thank you for all of our folks that are here today, all of our guests that are here. I, I pray, Lord, that uh, when we do leave here in just a little while, that we'll go away saying it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. And God, I pray that if there's someone here that's lost, they'll come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Speak to us, Lord, today. Bless this offering. Bless the gift and the giver. And we'll be mindful to give you the praise for it because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. Amen and amen. Now, if you're able to rest upon your feet, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 612, hymn 612, hymn 612. He keeps me singing hymn 612. After the first verse, we'll dismiss. After the first verse. Sing along. Oh, there's within my heart a melody. Jesus whispers sweet. dismissed for junior church fifth grade and under uh korean ministry you're now dismissed for korean church as the rest of us continue with verse number two here we go all my life was wrecked by sin and strife this Lord filled my heart with pain jesus wept across the 
feasting on the riches of his grace. Resting in the sheltering wing, always looking on his smiling face. That is why I shout and sing. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing. Keeps me singing as I go. So when he's coming back, oh, soon. Coming back to welcome me far beneath the starry sky. I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown. I shall reign with him on high. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Church members, please greet our first-time visitors at this time. we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer temptations is there trouble
Good. Thank you very much. Ephesians chapter 6. You know, this is the highlight of my week. Amen. Not because I get to preach, but because I get to be around God's people. Amen. And I'm thankful for that today, and I appreciate you being here. If you'll turn to Ephesians 6, and if you, are, uh, if you can, if you're able, if you'll stand in honor of reading God's Word this morning. We want to start in verse 10, and we'll read down through verse 15. Found your place, say amen. Amen. Just read along with me, okay? It's, it's familiar. We've been reading it the last few weeks, so I just ask that you read it with me, beginning in verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and this is our text for today, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Lord, for the last several weeks, we've been talking about the whole armor of God and, Lord, how to use it. And, Lord, I pray that we as Christians today, Lord, will, uh, Lord, that we'll listen this morning, not to me, not to this man, but, God, to the Spirit of God, Lord, and uh, allow you to speak to our hearts. And I pray, Father God, that you'll keep me out of your way this morning, that my thoughts will be your thoughts, my words, your words, and, God, that I might be a help, a strength, a challenge, Lord, to Uh, those that are here today. And God, for whatever the spiritual need is here today among this people, I pray, God, that they will come today and allow you to fill it. God, we'll give you the praise. Bless the reading of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, We've got shoes for every activity, every occasion, right? 
We have dress shoes, work shoes, leisure shoes, athletic shoes, and the list goes on. Uh, in fact, there are special shoes for every sport. And then there probably are as many different kinds of shoes there are for occasions. There's that many more to fit the need of that occasion, you know, color, uh, uh, you know, weather condition, I mean, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, the list is literally endless. But then there are uh, shoes for a soldier. Uh, his shoes are important. And in fact, they're more important than those of the athlete because uh, the shoes of a soldier, uh, really his life could uh, depend on his shoes. Uh, as he marches, he marches through rough, hot roads. I mean, he climbs over rocks. He wades through mud and streams, and his feet need protection. Yeah, Amen. Uh, as I was studying, I thought, you know, uh, uh, and, and I began to look up some things, and I, I realized a soldier whose feet are, are blistered, maybe cut, swollen, or whatever the reason, they cannot fight well. Some, they cannot even fight, and oftentimes they're not even able to stand. During World War I, it was estimated that over 2,000 American soldiers and 75,000 British soldiers died from trench foot uh, because they, their feet uh, were not properly taken care of by their shoes. And so we see a soldier whose feet are not cared for, they cannot fight. And in the Lord's day, the soldier... Uh, could not handle his sword or shield or even advance in battle if he did not have on the proper shoes. Uh, a, a Roman soldier, for example, his shoes or boots were, they were usually impregnated with bits of metal on the sole or nails that were driven through the bottom of them and uh, in, in order to give them better traction in, in their, what they were doing in climbing or it gave them more stability uh, as he fought. And, and so in, in this picture, we understand that a Christian's spiritual footwear is equally important in his warfare against Satan. And we can all say, amen. Uh, if, if, if a Christian's spiritual footwear is important if we're going to stand against the wiles or the schemes of Satan. And if he's carefully girded, watch, if he has carefully girded, a Christian girded his loins with the truth, we've talked about this, and put on the breastplate of righteousness, if he has those things, but if he does not have his feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, then he is destined to stumble, he is destined to fall and suffer defeat as a result of it. That word preparation here in our text, it has to do with readiness. In other words, made ready uh, through God's word. And, and we'll come to this verse a little later. But in Titus chapter 3 and verse 1, Paul uses the term uh, to exhort believers to put them in mind or to be ready to every good work. So a good pair of boots uh, allow a soldier to be ready to march, climb, fight, or whatever else is necessary. And Christ demands the same kind of readiness for his people. Amen. God commands his people to stand against the attacks of, of the enemy. And if you read verse 11, 13, and 14, you see the word stand there, it's a military term meaning to hold, now listen, to hold a critical position during a time of enemy attack. Now if you haven't noticed, 
we are being attacked by the enemy. And it's up to you and I to hold the critical position that God has given us. Amen. Uh, This is not the image, now watch, of someone on the offensive, but rather it's a picture of a soldier on the defensive protecting the ground that has already been given. That the ground that has already been won and God has given his people some very precious possessions. Right. Amen. Amen. And, and folks, and, and now I'm, I'm just letting you know from where I stand and my, from my perspective, the church has given up far too much ground already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we've got to be careful. We cannot give up any more ground. We, got, we must take a stand. At some point, we have to draw a line in the sand and say, this is as far as we go. Amen. 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 Uh, God has given us truth. He's given us his church, his grace, his salvation, his blessing, and, and we could keep going on that list. And the devil wants all of it. Uh, and he'll stop at nothing to take everything that we have been given by God. He, he wants that. And, and so to stand, we must, and we've just read it, we must put on the whole armor of God. We must take unto ourselves the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Now watch, the belt of truth, we talked about this, refers to a life of total commitment to the Lord. Now, folks, we're committed to a lot of things, but God help us to get back to that place where we are totally committed to the things of God. Amen. Amen. Um, There's a breastplate of righteousness, which refers to the power of a holy life. Well, we could spend some time there. Amen. Amen, Brother White. Let's talk about a holy life, some holy living for a while. Amen. Brother Shelton was already having a little trouble with audience participation in Sunday school, and I knew it was going to be tough when we got in here. So let's wake up. Amen. Amen. Understand something that God says to be ye holy. And as a child of God today, we need and we must live a holy life if we're going to let people know that there is a God in heaven and it makes a difference. Uh, A holy life lived according to to the teachings of God and His Word. Not according to what we think is a holy life, but what God said. Holiness closes the door to the devil and helps to protect us from his attacks. And today, as we continue our study on the whole armor of God and how to use it, we, I want to zero in on verse 15. Look back there, if you would, please, where it says, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So if there's a title, I'd talk about the boots of peace. Now, we ought to desire these boots, by the way. Amen. We take shoes for granted, uh, uh, but they're extremely important. From from what I've noticed, everybody has shoes on this morning. Or at least when you come in here, you ought to have shoes on. Amen. Amen. Well, I wasn't going to say, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway, since I'm the preacher. Not a bunch of, not, not the kind of shoes, you know, shorts and tank tops and all this other kind of stuff that people are wearing to worship today. We're coming into the presence of a king. And when we come into the presence of a king, we ought to be dressed like we're coming into the presence of a king. Amen. So I just, that's free. I just thought I'd throw that in. But shoes are important. 
And we have different shoes for everything, as we talked about a little while ago. And uh, what we plan to do on any given day will determine what shoes we put on. And, and men, if you're, uh, when you go home usually on Sunday afternoons and you walk into your bedroom or your wife's closet, you'll notice that she's had several outfits out in, in a different pair of shoes that match each one. Yeah, amen. some of y'all not going to say amen, y'all big chickens, amen. Uh, but, 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 but now before I pick on the, the ladies, you know, Vincent, some of the men are the same way. Amen. How many of you, don't raise your hand, man, I don't want to give you away. But how many of you men have more shoes than your wife? <laughs> oh, you know, she didn't raise her hand, but she pointed at him, Amen. I mean, we don't put a lot of thought into our shoes for the most part. We just put them on. But I'm thankful for my shoes. You know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. My feet are not as tough as they used to be, you know, when I was a kid. Uh, I mean, you watch kids nowadays, they'll take off across a, a, just a, a rock field or something and not think twice about it. I mean, they're stomping and they're running at full gait. And I remember the day when I used to do that. Now I go outside, and if I step on a little old piece of pea gravel and, and I'm barefooted, it's like, ah, oh, man, that hurt. Amen. Come on, men. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, our feet aren't like they used to be. But, but listen, it, it, I, I thank God for shoes, and I'm, I'm glad I have them. Uh, but when we look at the Roman soldier here and, and the image that Paul is using to illustrate for us the whole armor of God, he illustrates this with these shoes, and, and he's talking that this Roman soldier wore these, these boots, and they were leather boots that protected the feet and the ankles, and they were called a caliga, or I believe that's how you pronounce it, or, and, and they were a half boot that, uh, that allowed the soldier to advance toward uh, uh, the enemy without being distracted by what they might uh, uh, step on or the kind of terrain that they might have to walk through. They were definite and assured that their shoes, uh, uh, their boots were going to give them stability as they engaged the enemy. Now listen, if, you're not, if you haven't noticed here, the terrain that we are fighting on today has been sloped. It has been, it, it is uneven terrain and Satan has, has tried to make it that way to, so that he has the advantage in the battle that we face today. And if we're going to stand against the wiles of the devil, then we must have on the proper footwear. And that footwear being, the, listen, being the boots of peace, the gospel of Almighty God today. Listen, we can be girt about with the truth. We can have on the breastplate of righteousness, but if we neglect our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, then we are doomed to stumble. Listen, I want you to understand today that our footwear today, our spiritual footwear here, and as we read today, is of the utmost importance. We can't compromise any of these things. Listen, if we compromise any of this armor today, then we cannot stand. Paul, it's a package deal. You either take one of them or you don't take any of them. If we're going to stand against the things of Satan today, we have to put on all of them. And I'm here to let you know, God wants you to win. I like to win. I don't play for second. I hate it. 
The first time I, I think about, that made me think about Brother Tracy and myself, we went and we took our driver's test and we, you know, I got to a point and that lady looked at me and she said, unfortunately, you failed. And I'm thinking, what? And she said, don't be so hard on yourself. I said, it's too late for that. Failure is not in my vocabulary. I hate that. I do not like to fail. Anybody here? I mean, you, we talked about this Wednesday. You go ask a little child and you say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they say, well, when I grow up, I want to be a failure. No, absolutely not. Nobody wants to be a failure. Well, I'm here to let you know today on the authority of the word of Almighty God, God does not want you to be a failure either. And so he's given us here a recipe for victory today. And, 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 and part of that, that recipe is the preparation of the gospel of peace. So I thank God for shoes. And we ought to desire them. Uh, but I want you to see what these boots represent. Notice that word preparation that Paul here refers to. It means to be ready. We talked about Titus chapter 3 and verse 1 a while ago. And and, and that verse says, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, uh, to be ready to every good work. Now, a soldier's boots allows him to be ready for whatever he faces. And a good pair of boots makes him ready to march. They make him ready to stand, ready to climb, or ready to fight. I mean, whatever else he may be called on to do, then his boots allow him to be ready for that. And that same readiness today is a, ought to be a mark of the people of Almighty God. Listen, we today, as a child of God, we must be ready there's a lot of folks today that come to services just like this Sunday after Sunday, but they leave and they are ill-prepared. And it's not the fault of the person in many situations standing here, but it's the fault of the people that they don't put it on. Listen, God says to take unto you the whole armor of God, so it's up to you to put it on. Uh, we have to put on uh, the, 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 prep, the, the boots of peace. Uh, we're to be ready to move at the Lord's command, ready to engage in the business of, of reaching people who are lost with the gospel. If you turn to 1 Peter chapter 3, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. Peter said it like this. He said, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready. Ready to do what? Always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready. Now, listen, somebody comes and says, if you died today, if, if, this, if, if you were to go pass from this life today, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that heaven would be your home? Right. Well, you know, preacher, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm, yeah, I do. I said, well, and I say, well, how do you know you're, you're ready? Well, I, I'm, I, I treat people right. No, well, because, wait a minute, God said that our works are as filthy rags. In other words, they don't work. Well, preacher, you know, I go to church every day. Well, I, well can I give you a verse of scripture, John fourteen six? Jesus said, I am the way. Yeah. Listen, if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you've never come to the place where you said, Lord, I am a sinner 
I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and you rose again victorious over, over uh, 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 sin, death, and the grave and you're seated at the right hand of the Father and I believe that you are exactly who you said you are and I believe you died on the cross for my sin. Please come into my heart and save me if you've never done that. Heaven can't be your home. According to this, I've had people say, well, who told you that? Well, God told me. I mean, I'm just repeating what he said. Peter said to be ready to give an answer. You see, these boots are the gospel. Uh, this, this gospel can change your eternal destination. Uh, it can help you today. In fact, one, I like what Lehman Strauss said. He said, the soldier's shoes are, are not the dancing slippers of this world. And I thought, well, praise our Lord for that. Man, we sure dance around the issue nowadays, amen? We dance around all kinds of things. We compromise, we give in, we give place to the devil, and if the devil gets an inch, he'll take everything. Listen, I'm here to let you know uh, that the gospel today is not the dancing slippers of this world or the lounging slippers of the slothful, but the shoes of the Christian warrior who knows Christ and makes him known. Well, I'm here today to make him known. He saved me. He died on the cross for my sin. And the gospel is the way you go to heaven. Amen. Amen. Mark 16, 15, it tells us, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. Amen. Paul said, Romans 1, 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So if you want to, listen, I, I thought about this the other day and I thought, you know, if you want to examine the ministry of a church, then you listen when the preacher preaches where his emphasis is at. If you want to find out what that church is all about, then you listen to what the guy standing right up here is preaching. Listen, I'm here to let you know today how that the gospel is where it's at. And, and we go back to the, the old uh, Paul when he was talking to a young preacher boy by the name of Timothy. He said, Timothy, you just preached the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Why did he tell him that? Because people are lost and because the only way they can get to heaven today is through the gospel. We need to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You see, when God saved us, he, he commanded us to tell others, amen? I mean, he told us to go. God has given us his spirit and the Holy Spirit has, that's in us has equipped us to, uh, to do the work and, uh, of reaching the lost. Acts chapter 1 uh, verse 8 tells us that the very heart of our responsibility and duty to the lost is to go and tell. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. I'm not going to quote all of it, but it first starts out, Go ye therefore. I'm a, and listen, you can't have the gospel without going. Amen. Listen, sharing the gospel with the lost advances the kingdom of God, and we ought to desire to be able to tell others about the, about the gospel. Well, I want to show you what these boots deliver, and I, I want to go back and, and tell you again that Paul's primary emphasis here is, even though we've talked about it, is not the going, but it's the standing. Paul's not talking about sharing the gospel per se, but he's talking about fighting Satan. And the gospel of peace here refers to uh, the great news that through our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, we are at peace with God. Think about it. Amen. We're at peace with God. Amen. It wasn't always that way. I mean, before we got saved, listen, and if you're not saved today, you are an enemy of God. 
before we trusted Christ as our Savior, we were enemies of God Almighty. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. But when we got saved, that we were reconciled to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He declared us to be at peace with Him. Romans 5, 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now in Christ, the saints of God are at peace with God. I'm thankful for that. Colossians 1, 21 and 22. It says, And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Listen, the gospel of peace Paul is talking to us about here is, is the news that Christ has reconciled us today and that we are at peace with God. It's this truth that we've been made one with the Lord Jesus Christ. So having our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, it means that we can stand in absolute confidence that God loves us. Amen. Amen. Absolute confidence that, that, that He has forgiven us. Absolute confidence that we are united with Him. Absolute confidence that we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. We can have the... Ad- absolute confidence that he fights for us and, 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 and we can have the confidence that it all is well with our soul and that we know that, that when we trusted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior that, that our names were pinned in the Lamb's book of life. Listen, and I believe it's pinned in the shed blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and nothing can take it out. Amen. Nothing. I'm, I'm glad I'm saved. Man, I am born again. I'm as good as in heaven. Now, I'm not there yet because God has something for me to do. You're not there yet if you're saved because God has something for you to do. Yeah. We haven't been saved just to fill space and breathe air. We just talked about that. Uh, We've been saved to tell other people about the gospel. Listen, but I'm, I'm, I'm here to let you know that the whole world today and Satan himself is doing everything that he can to silence us. Amen. Some are just silent anyway. Amen. I still love you. But we got to get our voice back. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have that confidence. When we have that kind of confidence and uh, when we possess the peace of God in our hearts, then we're ready. We're ready to stand against the enemy. And listen, we need some people today that'll just stand. We need some people today that'll, that'll uh, sound their voice. And, and, and I want to give you an example, a couple here of, of this kind of peace and confidence in Scripture. You remember the children of Israel under the leadership of Gideon? Yeah. I mean, they witnessed the Lord. I mean, God reduced the size of his army from 32,000 to 300. I mean, God, I'm, we're talking about having confidence in the Lord. Now, I, me per, listen, if I'm facing an army of, a, a, you know, a couple hundred thousand men and I've got 32,000, I'm already nervous. And then God comes to Gideon and says, Gideon, how many you got? And Gideon says, well, Lord, I got, I've got 32,000 good men. 
And God says, well, Gideon, that's too many. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but God, don't you? And this is the way we think, by the way. Well, yeah, but Lord, you know, uh, uh, did you see how many he's got? Right. You, you, see the, uh, you see what's going on here? We, we talk to God. You, you understand that? The God who made everything, who, who stepped out on nothing and made everything today with, a, with just a, a spoken word. Listen, who, who took some dirt and made mankind today. Listen, we didn't evolve or nothing. We, are, we were breathed into uh, the nostrils of breath of man and man became a living soul because of God Almighty. Amen. We're talking about a God who done all this by, from just his fingertips. God, do you see how many they have? Yep, get in. I see it. And you got too many. I, let me, God says, yeah, you know, how often do we make God repeat himself? You know, I mean, really? God says, give and it shall be given unto you. Yeah, but God, you know, I mean, you know, it's a little hard right now. Uh, do we, have we forgotten who we talk to? Uh, God, you know, I've got all these trials and tribulations and Lord, I've got all this trouble. God, can you, wait a minute, we forgot who, we act like we're the only ones. But listen, God is still on the throne. And God said, get in, you got too many. So he reduces them to about 20,000 or so. You go back and read the story and God says, you got too many. Wind up with 300. But those 300 men, watch, they placed their confidence in God and followed him. Listen, they followed God into battle. God not following them, it's God going before them. You know, it, it would help us a lot if we would get that order back in, in, in our life. Amen. If we would allow God to go before us. So they followed God into battle and they saw God defeat uh, the, the Midianite army, listen, without the use of a single weapon. Listen, only God can do that. Uh, I mean, the, the sword of the Lord and Gideon, the Bible says, they, they cried out, they, they broke the lamp, blew the trumpet. And they, were, and they did that because they had confidence in God. If you go back to Second Chronicles chapter 20, the people of Judah, they're about to be invaded by the Ammonites and, and the Moabites. And they're, they're afraid. And I, I get that as well. And, and the Lord spoke to Jehoshaphat and said, Jehoshaphat, I be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. And the last two words, listen, it ought to give us some encouragement today. It says, it's not yours, but God's. Amen. Well, I'm here to let you know today, God help us not to be dismayed or fearful today about the enemy and society today. The battle is not ours, it's God's. Amen. Amen. We got to come to the place where we can stand and not compromise and not give in to the things of the world. And let's let God be God. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and... You know, they won a victory. Uh, Simon Peter, and I was thinking about this the other day. You remember when, <clears throat> when he drew a sword against the soldiers when they came to arrest the Lord? I mean, they're in the, the Lord's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and, and old Peter draws his sword, and he cuts off the ear of the high priest. Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this, and, and I'm thinking, now, <clears throat> why did he do that? Well, if you read in John chapter 18 and verse 6, you remember uh, the Lord asked these people, and they're all there with their swords and their, you know, shovels and their rakes and all kinds of other stuff, you know. And, 
And, and, and listen, and the Lord reminded them, listen, I, I was in the synagogue. I was in the temple teaching and preaching. You didn't bring that stuff after me then. But now here he is, and here they come, and Judas is there. Listen, so they say, he says, who are you seeking? And they, I tell him, we're seeking Jesus of Nazareth. And then he says, I am he. And you know what they did? They all fell backwards. They all fell down just because of the voice of Almighty God. And God just lets them see a little glimpse of the power of God. Well, guess what? Peter's there. And I mean, Peter, he's thinking, man, look at this. God is here. Uh, He is going to take care of me. So he whoops out his sword. He's ready to go to battle because he feels invincible. He's thinking, man, look what the, just the the voice of of God, look what that did. If, If he can do that, then man, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He was ready to go. And being the bad aim he was, because he was a fisherman, not a swordsman, he, he only cut the guy's ear off. I like to think he was trying to cut his head off. But the Lord picked it up and put it back on. Now listen, when we're attacked, we stand on the firm, unchanging ground of the gospel of peace. Amen. Now the same gospel that converted us from sinners into saints. The same gospel that changed God from our enemy into our protector. Amen. Think about it. The same God who who once we were on the outside, but that same God now through the shed blood of Jesus Christ has placed us on the inside. Listen, we're talking about that kind of God. Everything we need to know. uh, The Bible said be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. All those things are at our disposal. In our confidence in the day of battle, it, it's not in our power, but it's in the promises of God. Amen. Amen. Um, look in Romans chapter 8. Here's what the promises, uh, what the Lord promises His children. Romans chapter 8. Uh, look in verse 31. It says, what shall, then, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him who free, uh, him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded, he says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, I want you to know today that these are the promises of Almighty God and nothing can separate us from the love of God. Listen, I'm thankful that there is absolutely nothing that can take my name out of the Lamb's book of life. And listen, and God has promised me one day, He's coming back for me. Listen, this is a promise of God. 
those promises, these truths. Listen, these are the shoes that give us stability. That give us the assurance that we can stand in this evil day. The truth that we are loved, watch, gives us confidence to stand. The truth that we are saved by His grace gives us the confidence to stand. The truth that we are His children, that we are in His care, and and that He has promised to stand with us. Listen, He didn't bring us out here and just say, okay, go get them. Man, you're on your own from now, man. You're saved now. No, wait a minute. He didn't do that. He stands with us. Listen, the, the Hebrew children, when they were in the fiery furnace, listen, God didn't get them thrown in there. Listen, He went in the fire with them. He still does that today. And if we'll stand in victory, listen, they said, listen, you can throw us in there and, and God's going to determine whether we burn up or whether we do not. But you know what they said? That we are still not going to listen to you and do what you say. We are still going to stand for the things of God. God help us today as Christians to have some spiritual backbone and to stand up for the things of God. These men stood and God gives us the promises the truth, listen, that he, he the promises that he stands with us to protect us. He promised to keep us, to defend us, and give us the confidence that we need. And we can be sure, watch, that we have the confidence that all is well, and you can know him, listen, as your Savior, and you can have the power to stand. But you have to have a relationship with him. The thing that helped, that, that causes us to get shaky, the things that cause us to get nervous, listen, is because we don't have a, a right relationship with God. And if our relationship is shaky, listen, our faith is going to be shaky. We'll say, Lord, but have you seen what they've got? God, have you seen what they're doing? Have you seen how much ground they're making? Yep. I've seen it all. And you know what? I still choose to stand. Because I have the assurance of God. Is it tough? Yeah, sometimes it is. Yeah. Is it, uh, do you get discouraged? Absolutely. Do, you know, sometimes we look at some folks and, uh, and they think, man, alive, they don't, I don't know how, you know, they, they don't ever get discouraged, you know. Uh, God just got, he, no, wait a minute, listen, we all go through trials. We all have problems. Uh, but it's the relationship we have with God that makes a difference. Yeah, if we, if we uh, uh, put on our belt of truth, if we will put on our breastplate of righteousness, and if we will shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, God says you can stand. Yeah, you can be stable. Listen, there's Christians today that are about as stable as water. Amen. But it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, if we obtain the help of God, having therefore obtained the help of God, I continue unto this day. I can stay the course. I can take a stand and say, yep. You know, people sometimes don't get it, but you know what? We can still stand. We don't have to understand everything. Right. I do not. I'll be the first one. I, I don't understand everything that's in here. I pray and ask God to help me every day 
Lord, I'm, I'm getting ready to read your word. Holy Spirit, would you please help me to understand what I'm about to read? Yep. But when I don't, you know what? I don't doubt him. I don't think, well, then you're, you're not the God I thought you. No, wait a minute. God's still God. And God's still in control. Um, you, you realize today that, it, that it's all, it, it, it all has to go this way. Society has to get bad. I don't know how far we're going to go. But it seemed like we've gone a long way. Yep. There's been a lot of things taken from us. But when it comes to the things of God, can I encourage you to just take a stand? As far as me and my house go, let's serve God. And all God's people can say, Father, help us this morning. Um, God, help us, Lord, to um, put on the belt of truth, the girdle of truth, God. And Lord, help us, Father, to put on our breastplate of righteousness, God, holy living based on the truth of the word of God. And God, I pray that you'd help us to shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Lord, that we might be stable, that we might have that confidence that we need today, uh, Lord, to take a stand in, in the day in which we live. God, how um, it, it's bad all everywhere, Lord, but God, you're still God. You're still good to us, Lord. We still have the presence of the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in us. Everything that we need has been made available to us, Lord, to stand victorious. And God, you're the, the same God of David when he defeated Goliath is the same God we serve today. And I pray, Father God, this morning that you'd help us, Lord, to listen to you, listen for you. Father, if there's somebody here that's not saved, I pray, God, that they'll come this morning and trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Lord, that's the way to heaven today. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd speak to hearts. For that Christian, Lord, who, uh, Lord, may be fearful or burdened, God, I pray that they'll come. Lord, we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, please just... Nobody looking around. Please respect that for just a moment and let me ask you.